When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Good morning. I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. Pee Wee Herman is Pee Wee Herman. Hello! <laughs> in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Be sure and tell him Lord Marge sent ya. On July 30th, 2023, Paul Rubens, known the world over for his creation and portrayal of the iconic Pee Wee Herman, died after a six-year battle with cancer. Rubens helped redefine children's movies and television in the 1980s through content that broke from traditional formula by embracing an absurdist style of storytelling and humor. Rubens first brought Pee Wee Herman into being in a long-running Broadway stage show in the early 1980s, before he and his friend, a little-known comedian by the name of Phil Hartman, wrote and sold the screenplay for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The movie, directed by 28-year-old Tim Burton, was a critical and commercial success, and it cemented the weird and wacky Pee Wee as a beloved and iconic character. Building on the film's success, Rubens created Pee Wee's Playhouse, which ran on Saturday mornings for five years and solidified Pee Wee's place as a pop culture icon. Throughout this time, Rubens was rarely out of character, appearing in public only as Herman, with his face done up in pancake makeup, his hair moosed into a hard point, and his voice manipulated it into a closed-throat, high-pitched rasp. Of course, the carefully constructed bubble protecting Rubin's private life from media scrutiny popped in 1991, when he was arrested for indecent exposure after he was caught masturbating in an adult movie theater. The episode, coupled with a mugshot showing a long-haired, scruffy-faced Rubin's, was an unimaginably embarrassing episode for the 38-year-old and irreparably harmed his reputation. Later that year, he appeared as Pee Wee at the MTV Music Awards, and he attempted to own his controversy with a single line. Heard any good jokes lately? What was that one? Oh, so funny, I forgot to laugh. The audience loved it, and Rubens was widely credited for his efforts. But although Rubens continued to act and perform on TV and in movies for the next two decades, neither he nor Pee Wee Herman ever approached the level of stardom they once enjoyed. And it's really too bad. Personal foibles aside, Rubens was a singular comedic talent and more than that, considered by many to be one of the kindest men in Hollywood. He was universally admired by those who knew him well. In the wake of his death, everyone from Judd Apatow to Jimmy Kimmel to Cher and dozens of others who knew him spoke openly about his talent, his kindness, and his gentility. On the morning of his death, Rubens' family posted a statement he had penned in the hours before his death in which he sought only to apologize for having not told them about his condition. Rubens wrote, Please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Paul Rubens was 70 years old. I'm Jason Beckerman. And I'm Matt Weiss filling in for Derek Kaufman. This is Last Days, Paul Rubens. Matt, I wanted to have you on today. During the morning meeting, we 
talked about Paul Rubens' death, and you spoke really eloquently about the impact that Paul Rubens had had on your life as a child. He was big in the early and mid-1980s. You're in your 40s. You are the perfect age to really sort of get up on Saturday mornings, watch his television show. Tell us a little bit about what he meant to you and why he was so important in your life. Well, it's interesting because growing up, um, like when Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I think, is what really started it for me. I was probably about 10 at the time, but I have a brother who's um, 10 years younger than me, so he was like a little kid. And so um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was something that little kids could watch and get a kick out of visually and whatnot, but older, like at 10 years old and as my life has progressed, um, can also connect to it in its absurdist kind of comedy suppressive sort of um, sense of humor. And it really was something as a character that spoke to the outcasts a little bit. Um, And especially as a comedy writer or whatnot, the type of comedy I'd never seen before. And I don't think anybody had. I mean, that's that's the key to it, right? We have the 50s. You start with the howdy-doody type comedy. Sesame Street was a part of all of our lives. Spoke very kid-like to kids and not to diminish it at all. It's fantastic content. But Pee-wee comes along, Paul Rubens comes along, and he's doing things that I don't think had ever been done before with the sort of outlandish, we talk, we've used the word absurd a couple of times, that's, that's the best word to describe it. It really was wacky. It was like nothing else we'd ever seen on mornings. You know, I'm 10 years older than you or so, and when I was a kid, it was, it was watching Saturday morning cartoons, it's what we did. It was superhero stuff, and it was really sort of Tom and Jerry style stuff. This was something we'd never seen before, and it was just different, and it attracted everyone. Completely, and it was this kind of, like, asexual character who was just kind of non-aggressive whatsoever, but at the same time was just weird, you know? And I think I myself um, gravitated towards that as someone who also felt like he I don't know, didn't fit in. But doesn't every kid at that age sort of have their own questions about how they fit in? I mean, maybe some more than others, but he, I think he spoke to everybody in that regard. Like we were all like, this guy is weird and is owning being right. a weirdo or whatever. And it know. wasn't in, there was a comedy to it that, especially when he started in his like stage shows, that was that character, but real kind of dirty at the same time. Yeah. That was kind of taken away for the, like the show and some of the movies, but there was comedy that was just, um, f- ridiculous. Yes. You know, like stuff like I I even remember on Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I've watched especially as an adult over and over again. He had these, you know, the the furniture had names. Um, he was obsessed with Yvonne, this like weird princess sort of situation. Um, and then they had these penny cartoons, like early claymation sort of stuff, and dinosaurs lived in the walls. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But to me, it was not dirty. It was funny. And it was just not, like I said, not aggressive. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the stage shows because they were filthier. He swore in them. They were more sexually sort of pointed. There was always a a latent sexuality, I think, that ran underneath, you know, certainly the movies, maybe less so the television shows, you know, once he once he got to the television shows. But in Big Adventure, his his, you know, the movie that launched him into real superstardom, I think there was a latent sexuality behind a little bit, a, a lot of that uh, uh, sexualism that 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 underlied it all, um, and, and he did have this sort of androgynous characteristics to him that you know I I saw it a little bit older. I certainly picked up on those things. I don't think kids do, but he he definitely refined it 
to appeal to a younger and younger audience when he came to television, knowing who his audience was and knowing he had, he, what he had to do to get on the air at the times he wanted. But he did it really effectively. He never lost from the stage shows, which I've gone back and looked at on YouTube, through uh, the movies. He That character is remarkably consistent. Amazing. Despite the maybe tenor and the tone, it changed a little bit. And I think non-threatening is the word yeah. I was looking for too, as well. It's just embracing, you know, um, no matter what his personal life situation was, I felt like as a gay man, as a outcast, whatever, I just kind of felt embraced by Pee-wee. Right. And, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I moved to LA, my goal, and I've met a lot of celebrities, was I have to meet Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. That was the one thing. And I met him, and he was just surprising. Not in character, I assume. Not in character. Okay. No, I met Paul. Yeah. And he was surprisingly very quiet and kind, but not like, um, you know, sparking conversation or anything. It was very like standoff-ish to a beat. And it was very interesting to, for me to start to realize the dichotomy to, between someone and their character. Yeah. You know, and um, the more... I had met had met him afterwards and been in social situations, been around a lot of people who are friendly with him. The more I learned, um, you know, how much the character changed his life, but how his life was so different. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So l let's talk about the scandal, right? The, the, the indecent exposure charge. We talked in the morning meeting about how he goes on MTV afterwards and he sort of owns it and he kind of has a Hugh Grant on Jay Leno moment where it's like, all right, we all know what I did. You guys know my secret. I did it. He doesn't have to say any of this stuff. Let's have a laugh about it. Let's move on. And also not that big of a deal. And not that big of a deal. Maybe thirty. Uh, well, yeah. let's get let's get to that in, okay. in a second. We said that in the morning meeting to a large degree. True, I don't think it's entirely true. He never. He he is still like you mentioned him to me as as open minded and, and cavalier and laissez faire as I am about all these things. It's still the thing that I associate with him. Like maybe right there in context, you know, in conjunction with Big Adventure and Large Marge and those characters that came from that movie, which I which I loved and quoted with my friends growing up. The fact that he's the guy who got caught masturbating in the theater is is like thing number two on the on the uh, family feud list of of things we know about. How could it not be? How could it not so be so different than the character yes. he portrays? Yes. So just for that, like you know, aspect alone, yeah. it it, ha it has to kind of be set with the same thing. Yeah, it's not like Mickey Rourke or someone who's no right. who, whose stage presence is so sexualized. For, that would have been no big deal. But it exactly. is. It's a you know as as absurd as he was and as different as he was, he was still a children's character. Yeah. And, yeah. and and then the mugshot, I really think the mugshot did as much damage as the charges because his hair is long, it's down, it's it's sort of neck length, and he's got a goatee. 
And um, well, it really broke that fourth wall. Of, yes, this is not the thing you were talking about, yeah, right? Exactly. That you, I mean, you obviously know this intellectually, but when you meet somebody and they're not their character, yeah. it's caused you just to like blanch at it. Or when you see someone yeah, who is not in the bow tie right. and the gray suit, that's right, and you're like, whoa, this is a totally different person. I mean, you feel people were wondering, like, is something wrong with him? Like, just and since he kept his private life so private, yeah. it was just such a like. Yeah. Eye opener, wow, like this. I mean, that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, he was famously reclusive. He did not talk to the media very much. And if he did, he was in character. Um, he did not expose his personal life. It was long before the days of Wikipedia where things would have gotten out. There was sort of, sort of speculation because he did play sort of an androgynous character. Uh, you know, there was speculation. Is he gay? Is he straight? Back in the day when that really would have mattered for, you know, he... Especially you a children's... You don't get a children's television yeah. show as a gay man in the early 1990s, just or I guess late 80s. just doesn't happen. Right. Um, and so it was important, I think, for him, uh, for, for all sorts of reasons, to just re keep these two worlds separate. And the fact he's going into adult movie theaters, nobody cares. But even today, I wonder if a guy who's the star of a children's show, you know, were to get caught doing that. I, I think that would have an impact on their career, and they probably wouldn't. Yeah, keep that job is my guess. I don't know for sure, but that's what I think. One of the, one of the things I learned about Paul through friends who are friends with him is that. Um, he really wanted to be professionally separated from the Pee-wee character. He did his Pee-wee thing and mm -hmm. got famous. And he wanted to have a career outside of that. It never really... I mean, he is in the movie Blow in a totally different character. Yep. He is in uh, Mystery Men playing a funny character. But it never really like took on for him to become something other than Pee-wee. And I know that was a, a great frustration in his life. And I can understand that, sure. you know? It's sort of like the monster you create. Um you, you have to at the one time, you know, he obviously became very rich and very famous because of it. And then, you know, it overtook him. And maybe he's got some misgivings about that. But he also yeah. became very rich and very famous for doing it. I'm definitely it. Yeah. not looking for sympathy for that yeah. in a sense because I, I, I don't really have it. But I can understand and it gets me thinking actually about like you create this beloved character who then defines you. And I can understand why you'd be a little, you know, anxious to slip out of that a little and say look look i'm a real actor like take yeah. me seriously that way but if not and the best the most he's you know remembered for is Pee Wee. there's nothing wrong with that really because peewee was like i broke down in tears this morning and yeah. there's very few people that um i don't know personally really that would really have affected me that much and peewee does just because between my brother and i i could quote peewee's big adventure big top peewee like word for word and it's that craziness and offbeat um, aspect about those films that really not only influenced me as a person but influenced me as a future screenwriter a future comedy writer director all that sort of stuff yeah his his ascent his star i, I think was maybe because of the scandal maybe because he just never had a, a second real hit i think that it's been lost to a to a subsequent generation how important he was and, and forget about the level of fame he reached although it's part of it it's just he was his pop his, his sort of mark on pop culture was really extraordinary i mean he was insanely famous for maybe a 7 year period where like i said all of my friends through high school were quoting his lines. I mean, from th that was just like what you did. And there are other people now that have replaced him. Obviously, many, many people that have replaced him over the years. But it's 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 hard to overstate what a significant 
role he played in the pop culture of the late 1980s. He was just a really big, indelible character, Pee Wee was, and Paul Rubens for creating and created this. You know, there are maybe 20 characters that I think are maybe as important from a television perspective yeah. as Pee Wee Herman. And I think that's lost maybe, yeah. uh, and it'll certainly get more and more lost. Time does that. But, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to lose sight of how important he really was. I'll never forget. I was at the Neshaminy Mall in Langhorn, Pennsylvania um, with my brother, who was I remember in a stroller at the time. It was right around his incident, uh, Pee Wee's incident, Paul's incident. And my brother had a Pee Wee doll and a woman came up to us and said to my mom, like, how could you let your son play with this doll? And my mom said something along the lines of you have no idea how much positive he's done for my kids. You know, whether it's laughter or whether it's just feeling, you know, part of something or whatnot or just entertainment, you know, it, it didn't matter to my mom. And I think that still speaks true um, to who he was. If for whatever reason you look at what he did as a bad thing, I look at everything he did that was so good. And that's what brought me to tears this morning. Mm-hmm. 